Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Hello, doctor. And that is Mark Phelan, my co-host. Hello, Mark. How are you, my dear? I am great. Happy to be here as always. Today we are discussing, as we promised in our last show, love them or leave them, or love her or leave her. And, you know, when is it a good time to stay or leave? So we are going to be addressing that. But first, I want to talk about this article that I saw online. So this guy has written a letter to husbands of things that they should do to make their relationship work. His name is, it's going to be hard to pronounce, Joro Olumofin. That's J-O-R-O, and his last name is O-L-U-M-O-F-I-N. Joro Olumofin. And so. what planet is he from? <laughs> Sounds like a character from Star Wars. <laughs> no, but, but he has written this letter to husbands talking about what they need to do to make their relationships work. So here's his first one. I really want to get your thoughts on this. Number one, sex. You should have sex with your wife at least 16 times a week and oral sex five times a week. This is your duty as a man. It is your responsibility. No excuses. So we could do the, you know, your point of view and my point of view as a man and woman. You start. (laughs) Uh, Again, what planet is he from? (laughs) This is utter nonsense. That's twice a day and then three times on Saturday and Sunday. First of all, it's absurd. Even when you're 17 and you're just pumping full of hormones, no one bones that much. I mean, that it is doesn't even absurd. sound fun. No, it, it sounds like a, a sentence you get for a driving intoxicator. Although, the oral sex five times a week, I can go with that one. I could go with that too. But I mean, seriously, who has, first of all, who has that kind of time? Exactly. You're talking about in the institution where he's locked up, he has nothing but time. <laughs> think he's really serious here well see here's the thing is in the virtual world in which he lives he's got his laverne and shirley his right hand and his left hand <laughs> and he probably gets up in the morning takes care of it and in the evening knocks out another one nothing's real about a human being interacting with another I human being. I just cannot Wouldn't imagine. Wouldn't he come up with that formula? I mean, maybe he's got, you know, a woman tied up somewhere, but I cannot imagine any <laughs> woman wanting Ugh. To have sex, or man for that matter. No. Let's just get really odd. Now, okay, listeners, there might be some of you that disagree with me. That's sure. okay. We're all entitled to our opinion. But I will tell you that if you did that, maybe it might even sound fun for a week. But yeah. if you did that in, in, for a long period of time, you would just be exhausted and sore. Mm-hmm. It's it just yeah, nothing if fun about Fiji it. Fiji for two weeks and you knock that out in the first week, I could see that happening. Right, on an but occasional sure. basis. Exactly. It's kind of like to compare sex to food. I just think that they, they're very similar, <laughs> at least to me. <laughs> really wonderful things in life. But I love chocolate. And as much as I love chocolate, if I ate it two mm-hmm. times a day, I think it would lose its appeal after a while. And you'd be it's... about 450 within six months. <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> what he's talking about is like the Golden Corral, the hometown buffet where people just graze and keep grazing. It's first of all, what's his credentials? I now, mean, maybe it's just if he a means nonsense. he's supposedly an expert. <laughs> with, like I said, yeah. and I'm, with I'm, lefty I'm putting, and righty. I'm putting quotes around that uh, yeah. that title. Well, this is the thing. Anybody can say they're an expert. What are the credentials? I don't think there's any real credentials here. Uh, okay, so number two, this one this is a little more. We'll just say sane. You must not have passwords on your phone or any device. If passwords are necessary, your wife should have them all. Uh, I mean, tell me your thoughts about that. 
Again, if you have a relationship, you have a password. It's not just for a wife. It's for security. Well, Apple, but he's saying then you should, if you have to have it, then your wife should have your passwords. Again, what planet is he from? Yeah, I mean, I... Look, I get it a little bit, but ultimately you do want your relationship to be built on trust. And also, we don't need to tell our spouse every single and, thing. And let's rewind to number one again. When do you have time, if you're banging your wife 16 times a week, do you have time to screw around <laughs> that you need to worry about well, a password? Well, that is, that is true, too. It's I a mean, very good this point. guy is like erects the human tripod. It's- if he's walking around and he can handle that kind of action and go off and get a little on the side, my God. Well, then God bless him. Oh. But I, I would think that there probably are some people that would agree with this. There should be no secrets. And, I mean, come on, no secrets. I do believe that we want to act with some kind of integrity. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that if our partner were watching us doing things, that they wouldn't be terribly upset. But at the same time, we need to have some some mystery, right? It's not about keeping lies or deep secrets, but... Having some mystery, not always having to be an open book about everything, I think is an important part of a healthy relationship. Also, this the world we're in, even in, not even in a therapeutic environment, the reason is girls night out, boys night out, because guys want to shoot the shit about stuff that women may or may not appreciate or just event. Absolutely. Well, women and, too. And you, women you, too. if you have to worry about, oh, no, uh, I sent, oh my God, I sent that text. Ugh. Yeah, it no, we, we all we all need to, you know, have some some mystery mm-hmm. and things in our own life. Okay, so you're going to like this next one. You must not let her food waste. A happy married man shouldn't be seen eating outside. Only lunch at work is allowed. Again, this guy is some in some hovel up in Nepal somewhere. Well, maybe where so. does he live? I mean, it's a good question. Oh, maybe he God. lives in some country that this yeah, is like or, this is the culture. And look at look at the way the whole way it's pronounced and, and stated. You must not let the food waste. In other words, the woman is supposed to be at home making dinner for the husband, <laughs> and she's in only when you're at work can you go out for lunch. The woman is at home making all the food, so you can't let it waste. He is in a different country because no, there's really? money here, but I don't know which country it is, but it's still kind of fun to look at. Okay, I like this one. Even if she has a job, she deserves, even if, even if she has a job, she deserves a weekly or monthly allowance of at least 100,000 rupees. I'm, it's, 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 I like it. I like that one. Um, <laughs> even the kid, just the way he started off. Even if she has a job, okay, we know where this is. I mean, it's just. And as she takes the laundry down to the stream and bashes it over rocks. Oh wait, he might be from Nigeria. Oh, even better. He's <laughs> from Nigeria. I that explains it. On the it. way home, if you avoid the lions. Uh, can you pick us up some zebra meat? So again, we're not, you know, we're not casting aspersions. <laughs> Thank you. But this is a guy. <laughs> who needs, what the hell that means? Um, but- <laughs> he needs to be have his aspersions cast all over the place. God. Yeah. So it's just sort of interesting. Interesting to see how other people think of things. And look at everybody's entitled to their own decisions. You must have their own way of 16 life. Sixteen times. But I'm still. I don't care what country you're in. Or what your culture is, having sex 16 times per week plus, although, you know, oral sex is sex, but an additional five oral sex times per week, that just sounds crazy, whatever language, whatever country you are in, and even whatever gender. I feel sorry for his wife. He's created this little world amongst himself. She's probably shackled to some stool well, she can't in the walk. kitchen. <laughs> 
Yeah, she's shackled to a stool in the kitchen, and all she does is cook and fuck. I mean, that's it. Cook and fuck, cook and fuck. <laughs> fuck I mean, and cook. Some she's men might have cook. a dream about that, she's but, a cook you and know. Fucking. That's a fantasy. Oh, okay, so that kind of is a good segue into love him or leave him. <laughs> no, she should do it immediately. There's my advice for Punjab. Yes, right there. run, run, run for your life. Oh dear, yeah, it's. But you know what? It is true. It's like we we have our own beliefs, our own ideas, our own messages about who or what or how we should do things and be with. And sometimes it's really difficult to discern, to get that clarity about, is this somebody who I should be with? Is this someone who I should leave? And I'm going to say, let's take the word should out of it. So first thing, when you're trying Mm -hmm. to decide whether you want to be with the person that you're with whether you want to stay with them or whether you want to leave them, get rid of the shoulds Yep. and get into the what do you want? Mm-hmm. Always an important question. What do you want? Now, would you say there's a difference when you're making a decision of whether you want to stay with your partner or leave your partner, whether you are dating versus married versus children versus not children? Does that decision, do you think, change depending on the status of the Abs- relationship? Absolutely. I think the dynamic that all the collateral information is vital. If there's kids involved, that's a serious consideration. If it's a marriage, it's a serious consideration. If you're just dating, depending on how far along you are, if, you, if you've come to that little branch in the road where you're looking at, should we get move in together? We see us seeing each other. Should we go on a long trip together? All those little, when it starts getting serious, if you've laid the groundwork where you're starting to get along and you know where each other's wants and needs are, now you're going to the next level. Then you realize we were talking about this earlier off the air about when you do it online dating kind of things. What are the requirements that you really would like to fulfill? Yeah. The, your wish list. Slash needs. Yeah. Your wish list. And if you're not getting, if you got five and you only get one out of the five, then you think, am I willing to put up with this or just have fun and see how this goes? Right. So it kind of depends on what you're looking for. Exactly. And, you know, having, and also being able to make that distinction between a requirement, like this is a need. Right. In other what's words, what's a deal breaker? It, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Getting really clear about those deal breakers versus a desire. And we talked about this in our dating shows and in other things, but it's an important thing because you can't really make a decision if you don't know what it is that you want right. and you don't have that clear distinction or awareness of your needs versus your wants. Because there are things that you really want to get clear about. And when you are clear about them, it'll be easier for you to be really decisive in that moment. Like, uh uh-oh, here we go. This Mm -hmm. is a deal breaker. And when you have already established that, it's just much easier to see. As Versus when you're not really clear about that, sometimes... Yeah, you can go into that justification place. Right. Oh, well, that'll change, or it's not so bad, or but these all these other things. So really important to be clear about those. And I agree with you. It depends on what you want and what stage in your relationship in your that age, you're in. Your, when you're in your late teens, early 20s, everything is flexible. Well, your needs and your desires change. Exactly. But I, I don't think that you should ever really... I'm going to say settle or justify bad behavior never, uh, or do without the things that are really important to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, one that just is off the bat, I'm going to say whatever kind of relationship you're in, if somebody is treating you badly, treating you badly. Now, if you're married, you have a family, you know, you don't just say, okay, 
I'm done. But you do set that boundary and say, this cannot continue. I won't stay in this relationship or this marriage if this continues. So let's talk about this. What's going on here? You want to look at your part. Not that the person on the other side of it is ever doing anything to justify that bad behavior. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they might need some help. And if the person who is, we'll say, crossing those boundaries and doing things that are unacceptable If there's enough good stuff there and they're willing to work on it, get some help, do some therapy, whatever it might be, then I do think that might be worth the shot. If you've gone out with somebody, we'll say a relatively short period of time, and they're showing those signs, they're already starting to treat you badly. They're not showing up on time. They're calling you names, speaking to you with a lack of respect, you want to get out right away. Mm -hmm. Because people are on their best behavior at the beginning. So that stuff is not going to get better. Yeah, if it goes south after a couple of weeks, you got problems. It's Yeah, it's just going to get worse. But if you've been with someone for a while, especially if you've been with them for a long time, maybe years even, and they're acting in a way that they never acted before, you want to get curious. What's Mm -hmm. going on here? That's right. You know, maybe it's been years of, we'll say, living in resignation. Maybe they've been angry but didn't say anything. So they're so... Maybe they're tired from getting hammered 16 times a week. (laughs) It could be. I mean, it could be so many different things. So that's what happens with a lot of couples. They avoid talking about the things that need to be talked about. They think they're doing the right thing. Well, let's just not, I don't want to fight. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make any waves. This isn't so bad. And before you know it, they are depressed. They're resentful. They're completely disconnected. And when that happens, that's a really good time. Obviously, it'd be better if they did it before, but things start coming to the surface to get some help. Mm-hmm. Don't just give up on a relationship that could otherwise be good. Yeah, it could be a reasonably fixable. And it's just the communication is enlightened by, by a mutual third party like a therapist or the idea that you're open to let's work on it. This is an issue. Let's work on it. Right. It's and no different if you if you literally want to buy a new house, where you can agree on the house. You might have to fix it up a little bit. Exactly. There's certain things you're going to compromise on. Okay, you can have a brown wall. And uh, as long as I can get a big screen TV, those kind of things are easy compromises. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I don't like the word compromise, but give and take. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. But it's there again. It's working it out because you are a couple. Well, again, you're a, it, you're a united front. Yeah. And if you have a partner who says, yes, I want to work on this. Mm-hmm. I love you. Let's figure this out. You don't always need a therapist. Right. Oftentimes. Getting help is the thing to do. It's hard enough to navigate with a therapist. It's really, or coach, it's really difficult to navigate on your own sometimes because we don't really know how to communicate effectively, most of us, until we learn how to do that. And it is a skill. And people who we are having sex with, who we love, they push our buttons hard. They know how to do it better than anyone except for maybe our kids. You know, our, our kids can definitely push our buttons too, but it is something that is really difficult to know how to manage it or navigate it in that particular moment. So when we can see that something is wrong, because there is always going to be problems in every relationship, uh, nobody is perfect as you get to know somebody better or life changes, stressors come along, financial struggles kids, all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. health, age, 
just being with somebody for a long time, boredom, those kinds of things present new challenges. So there has to be a way to communicate and work through it. If you have a partner who's willing to work through it with you where you can grow together, then you want to stay. Exactly. And if you do present, and I've, I've known friends personally have dealt with the issue on both sides, women and men, they're having problems. It is, and it seems to be growing. It's not resolving. And there's a stubborn person involved. No, I don't need therapy. You need therapy. You want to go therapy? Be my guest, but I'm not going. I'm not doing that. Right. Nothing wrong with me. Exactly. And then all of a sudden they're drawing this the figurative line in the sand and you say, I'm willing to do what I need to do to make this work, but you're not even meeting me halfway. So if that becomes pervasive, then you've got a stalemate coming up. Then you got to start thinking of quality of life. Where's this leading? It's not going in a good direction. If no, they're not even willing to take that step. Sometimes you have to it, leave. Instead of step in, they're stepping out. And that's what you got to do. You got to step off. You you have to. And it is that boundary. And when I say boundary, what I mean by that is, and we all know what a physical boundary is, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about an emotional boundary. What's okay? What's not okay? Of course, it's okay that you know you don't want to do everything that I want to do, or you don't think the way that I think or you don't believe the things that I believe, or you have different opinions that I do, or sometimes you get angry. All of those things are okay. Those are natural. We have those those challenges, I'll call them, in every relationship. Well, many, most relationships. What's not okay is that you treat me badly, you yell at me, you call me names, Disrespect. Yeah. you aren't willing to own your part in this, to be accountable for your behavior, all of those things. And so take a good look at the person that you're with and the relationship that you're in. And I do think it's tricky with the dating versus the married thing, because there are a lot of people, and we've talked about loneliness before mm-hmm. in different ways at different times. But if you are lonely, you've been single for a long time, and you want nothing more than to be in a relationship, and this could happen at any age, and then you find somebody who at first is seemingly the perfect person, as oftentimes they are at the beginning. Everything is good. We don't know all the other stuff yet. And so you start to fall hard. Maybe it's in lust. Maybe it's in love. But you start to fall hard. And you do, you're do. you doing things together. Now you feel good. You have someone to hang out with. You're not lonely anymore. You're having great sex. That makes it more difficult to leave mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh-oh, there's a red flag. It's really easy to ignore that red flag when you're in a state of, you know, we call it limerence or lust or love, whatever you want to call it, psychosis, it feels like sometimes. Um, we're not in our, our normal, clear, aware state of mind, and it can throw you sideways. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to lose that because we feel so good about it. And so we start to justify it, right. ignore it, think, okay, this is just going to be temporary. I mean, all of the stuff that we tell ourselves, and oftentimes we do ignore it or avoid it. That's why it's important to get really clear about what those deal breakers are. When you can notice it right away and address it immediately, you have a much better chance because we teach people how to treat us. So if you let that slide the first time, the second time, 
the third time, maybe even the fourth or fifth or sixth time. And then you finally get to, okay, something's got to blow. You've had enough and you lose it. And then you, from anger, start screaming and yelling back or checking out or whatever that behavior mm-hmm. might be. You've, you've set something up that is a pattern that is just going to get worse. If you address it right away, you're teaching them immediately and yourself. Mm-hmm. It is not okay for exactly. somebody to treat me this way. It's, it actually builds your own confidence and self-esteem up, and it actually shows them how to show up for you. When you allow people to treat you badly, what it does is it starts to get you to feel worse about yourself. Your confidence, your self-esteem starts going lower and lower and lower because you're allowing yourself to be treated badly. And you start feeling like you don't deserve to be treated better. Exactly. And then you get stuck in that hole. So, And then they take advantage of that. They go step out of the relationship. Well, the reason I'm screwing around is because I don't get anything from you. It's almost like, wait a minute, you screwed around on me and now it's my fault that you screwed around? Take ownership right. that you screwed up. And maybe we can work with that. But don't take, say, I, you stepped out because of me. And then it's my fault on top of that. Right. And people do it all the time, mm-hmm. right? They deflect blame. Right. So their partner basically says, hey, I'm really unhappy about this thing or what you did really upsets me. If you have a partner who is deflecting and then you know back on you, well, yeah, it's because you did mm-hmm. this or it's because you don't do this, right. that is a huge red flag. That is somebody who isn't willing to be accountable or maybe can't be accountable or acknowledge what's mm-hmm. going on. Nothing things going to change because you cannot change what you don't acknowledge. So do you want to be with that person? These are great things to look for because they get worse, not better over time. I always tell people when they're dating, there's a few things you can do to really find out about somebody's true character. One of them is take a trip with them. Yes, I agree. That was first thing (laughs) popped into my head. You learn so much about If you can travel together, it is huge because traveling is all about compromise, even though you don't like the word. (laughs) It's about give and take. Give and take. But say, for instance, you made a reservation and the place was full. Well, you show up. It's like, what do you mean it's full? It's going to be stressful. Now two people coming in. Let's look and we'll find out. Let's Google, see where we can go. Find it out. Yeah. Or the car breaks down the way. Things like that. Make that an adventure that you can enjoy the moment versus, you son of a bitch, if you didn't get the car fixed. Right. You see how somebody handles stress. Hello. You, you see if yes. you can work together. There's a lot to be gained, especially if you take a driving trip, like a weekend driving trip. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Another thing is to play a game together like Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> You can learn a lot about somebody playing a game together. It's not that you don't want them to be competitive because that can be fun. Oh, yeah. But how? And especially if they lose. Like, what do they I, look like I when they lose? I remember playing games on occasion with other couples. And somebody's, Mark's a little too competitive. Yeah, he's a little too competitive. Playing Scrabble or, or uh, Pictionary, those kind of things. Yeah. I just was enthusiastic, but they would back off a little. And I realized, okay, I was maybe overzealous. Maybe, maybe a little, but it's fun to be competitive. I mean, if it's done in a fun way and you know, when it's coming from a place of, of competitiveness and challenge versus like, I don't like to lose and they become mean, mean is not good. Mean is never good. And somebody's mean. We could say that's another way of saying treating you badly. That's a bad sign. So you do learn a lot playing a game with someone. And then the third one, strangely enough, is when you break up with somebody. Now, there's, I'm going to say, a lot of relationships that have some breakups before they end up together. 
you know, if you if you're constantly getting together and breaking up and right. getting together but it is and breaking up, in the up, normal course of things, it can happen, and it's not a yeah. death sentence. If it happens, you know, once yeah. or twice, it's probably an okay thing. It can sometimes be healthy, uh, but if you're doing it, if it's going, you know, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, or right. there's threats to leave and leaving, mm-hmm. and that's not a healthy thing it at all. It can be growing pains or growing pains, either one. I mean, yeah, there you go. But sometimes, you know, sometimes it just happens. Right. Something happens, you break up. But again, if that person who is the the breakupy, mm-hmm. the one who is being, as you would say, dumped or mm-hmm. left, right. handles it in a really great way, like, hey, I am sorry, I hurt you. I totally understand how right. you're feeling, and just so you know. I care very much about you. And if there's anything I can do to save this relationship, Mm -hmm. I will. I understand right now you're not there. But just know if you change your mind, I am here. And maybe they even fight a little bit more in a positive way, Mm -hmm. not not stalkerish way. That can make a difference. I mean, that happened, you know, with my relationship with Alan. We had a huge fight. Oh, it was a doozy. We were in New York, and I ended up spending the night in the airport and changing my flight and going on a different. It was a huge. I was done. I mean, I was really done because mm-hmm. we had an argument about something stupid, and there was there was some raised voices, and I said, right. "That's it. I, I'm right. done." That was a, that was a deal breaker for me. But he showed up in such an amazing way. And that was really, I'm going to say that moment made our relationship strong because he realized there were some different ways to do it, as, as I did as well. And we both worked really hard on never having that happen again. And that happened pretty early in our relationship. And we never did that again, nothing even close to it. But we learned from that experience. And he did exactly everything right. I mean, he fought hard, but again, in a loving and respectful right. way. But he let me know you know, how wrong he was and how much it mattered to him, our relationship. So something to think about if you do get broken up with, uh, it's not necessarily the end. It's right. how you deal with it that could determine just a potential of getting back together, a possibility. It's not always the end. But when people act badly, they start calling you names yes. or they start screaming and yelling yes. or they start stalking you or they start doing horrible things like that. You will never get back right. together. And then if you're going to be in that position, be careful about how you fight. Because sometimes you'll uncork that bottle that's been sitting there simmering and aging for a while, and stuff will come out that you can't put back in that you bottle. Can't, my mom used to say you that. Know, you cannot you take it back. back. And all of a sudden, once you ring that bell, you can't unring it. Once well, you say mad. something, you cannot right. take back those words. Right. It's like threatening to leave. Mm-hmm. Threatening to leave. Threatening to get right. a divorce. Right. Those are absolute no-nos. It's also, I think it's a real sign of immaturity as well when you... You're not thinking of the next step. I'm just throwing out a random threat. Is it legit? Or you just throw it out there because it sounds right. Mean. Totally different. I mean, yeah. sometimes you really you you right. mean it and you're done. And if that's the case, then the relationship is over mm-hmm. most of the time. Again, there's exceptions. Right. But when that is something that when you get angry, you make a threat to leave or divorce or whatever that case might be, that is creating a, a an environment that is not safe. The relationship and you are not safe. It's really hard to show up fully and lovingly when you don't know if your partner's going to leave. Right. It's not a great thing to do. And if your partner is doing that, that's when you want to say, uh, I'll miss you. Yep. You know, yeah, have a, have, a, have a nice life. I'll miss you. But that's done. If they say it, take them for their word because you don't want to be with somebody who keeps threatening you. Why would you want to stay with somebody who you don't feel safe with or loved by? And that's really the bottom line. If you think, okay, stay or leave, 
Do you feel safe with this person? Do you feel loved by this person? Can you communicate with this person? Can you both recover from whatever kind of conflicts you have and communicate in a healthy and effective way? And are both of you willing to grow together through life's challenges and and accepting of each other's We'll just say shortcomings because right. we all have them. And then you can have great makeup sex. Of course, that'll be number 17 for the week. So you have to squeeze <laughs> that in some. Makeup sex is always a good thing, yes. But you don't want to have to get in a fight just to have makeup sex. Yeah. And so and that's and, another thing. It's for sex, for some people, sex is definitely one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's not. And you got to look at that. If sex is something that is extremely important for you and your relationship, and it's not important at all for your partner, and I know a lot of people who are listening are going, oh yeah, that's me. And you two aren't working through it, talking about it, figuring out how to make you both happy, then there's a problem. It, It is addressable. It is solvable. Not always easy. Again, sometimes might need some help. But I see couples like that all the time where Mm -hmm. one person really wants it, the other person really doesn't. And there's usually reasons why. You know, they're they're not, we'll just say, particularly skilled. They're feeling angry. They're feeling bored. Uh, There's a lot of feeling pressure. There's a lot of things that can get in the way. But when you can look at it, address it, and be willing to talk about it and work through it together, that can be a really great relationship. So sometimes people leave too soon. Yes. Yeah. Throw all the cards in. Go, I'm all in. I'm done. Bye. I'm and done. I don't like the way you did that thing. You breathe exactly. too loudly. Really? You, you don't... That's, that's, that's the deal breaker? Right. I had no idea it was a deal breaker. So, And because you reacted like that, now that's a deal breaker for me. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, if that's you're so thin-skinned, you're ready to walk out and leave the relationship over something minuscule. I'm not even going to think, well, how can I work it out? I'll be going... You know Why what? bother? Exactly. Be the chooser. Why yeah. would you want to be with that person? Or, and I see this happen a lot also, there's marriages. They've been married, have kids for many years. Mm-hmm. And one day, to the other partner's shock, mm-hmm. they say, I'm not happy. I, don't, I'm getting a, I want a divorce. Right. They're like, what? Because they thought everything was fine. But no, this other person hadn't been happy. Or they'll have an affair. Um, They hadn't been happy for a very long time, but they never said anything about it. Or they yelled about it or or complained about it or criticized, but never actually effectively did anything. And then they gave up. And so they just kind of lived in that place of, we'll just say resentment and anger and pain, but sort of made it look like everything was okay on the surface. And then just one day, oh no, I'm done. And the Mm -hmm. other person's totally shocked. So we need to talk. That's when you see that feeling. And then it's not just a breakup. If you have the betrayal and... It that just slap in the face. Yeah. It's brutal. Exactly. So, you know, we go back to communication yet again, how Mm -hmm. important it is. It is the most important. But if you are in a situation, and I think so many people are, oh, but he's so great or she's so great on paper. Everybody thinks we have the best relationship and he's so wonderful and she's so terrific. And why am I so unhappy? It must be me. It can be you. Get that clarity about your absolute needs, your wants, what's going on here. If you are not feeling safe or loved, 
take a look at that and just really get clear about this, not about the shoulds, but what is it that you want? And just before we end, I do want to also mention that a lot of people will have their friends, their close friends or family, give their two cents. They'll give their opinion. Oh yeah, I don't like this guy. I don't like this girl. You shouldn't be with this person. Now they don't know the things that we know. So Mm -hmm. we don't want to take it at face value exactly what they're saying. But if we have a lot of our friends and family who meet this person saying they don't like them, we want to take notice. More often than not, there's a reason why they were saying that. And we can ask them, mm-hmm. you know, let's get, what is it? Let's get a little curious about that. What is it you don't like about them? What are you seeing? And you'll get some good information, but you have to be willing to hear it. And sometimes we don't want to, again, because we feel so happy because there's so many good things. And we finally are in a relationship with someone that we really, really like, mm-hmm. or we really, really love, or we really, really are turned on by. But don't ignore those red flags. Don't ignore them. They do not get better. They only get worse. And that is true. Remember, someone shows you who they are. Believe them. Yeah, we go back to that. So if you listeners are in this dilemma, you're wondering, is this someone I should stay with? Is it someone I should leave? You have some questions for us. You just want to talk about it. Send us an email. You can write me at lori at lookingforlovepodcast.com. Would love to hear from you because I know this is a really common problem and we've all been there. Absolutely. Sometimes it's not so easy to see, you know, especially when you're under the influence of of lust or love. The old love is blind, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the thing I think that a lot of people do is they, again, they justify it or they think, oh, it's going to get better. It's not really I'm going to change him. Yeah, it's not that big her. of a deal. It'll get yeah. better. Oh, it's because of this. It's really easy to justify it or, again, completely ignore it. So don't do that. You will be sorry. And if you look at all the relationships you've been in that ended, you can probably look back and you could say, I knew exactly why this relationship mm-hmm. would have ended at the beginning. I saw the signs. It's true. Almost always that's true. So always wonderful to have you guys listen. Good to have you here, Mark. Absolutely. And we will see you in a, or at least talk to you in a couple of weeks. Now let's hear from you guys. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.